The road to the Kingston Health Sciences Center was laid years ago for Queen's University grad Teresa Macbeth. After an enjoyable stint as the Director of Publicity and Promotions for a Broadcasting Company, Teresa moved to Western Canada and began working for a communications and public relations consulting firm. And I worked there for um, about five years. And I love, that is actually where I found my passion um, because in, in that role, um, and I was an account manager with that company, in that role, I got to consult with all different types of businesses, organizations, um, not-for-profit, more mission-based type of organizations, as well as, you know, Fortune 500 companies and financial services and you name it. So I liked the variety of that. And again, it really spoke to what I think is a theme in my career. It was something that I was constantly learning from. Teresa would eventually move back to Ontario and start up her own branch of that consulting practice, a business that she would run for the next decade. It's actually how I ended up getting my current job. Um, because I um, consulted with what was then called Kingston General Hospital on a um, big strategic planning exercise that they were doing. Um, and I just, I fell in love with healthcare and I fell in love with that environment. Um, and of course, there were no shortage of, of projects and strategic things that they were trying to get done. And so um, that just became a good fit for me. And that's how I got into um, the job that I am currently doing right now as Director of Strategy and Communications at what is now Kingston Health Sciences Centre. On this episode of Run It Like a Girl, Teresa Macbeth talks about empowering women, being your own boss, and the importance of mentorship. And it all comes with some great advice. There's no shortage of opportunities. Um, It's a dynamic and changing world that we live in. So there's always, you know, neat things to do out there. Um, And you just got to be prepared to seize them. The Director of Strategy Management and Communications at Kingston Health Sciences Centre, Teresa Macbeth, on this episode of Run It Like a Girl. Kingston, Ontario, where I'm sitting with Teresa Macbeth, Director of Strategy Management and Communications at Kingston Health Sciences Centre. Teresa, thank you so much for inviting us into your home. Oh, it is my pleasure to have you here, and I'm glad you were finally able to make it. Yes, yes. A couple tries, but now we're here. This is our third try at doing a (laughs) podcast. (laughs) But it's going to be the best one. It's going to be the best one. (laughs) And you know, before I start, I have to say that you may have missed your calling because uh, the brunch that we just finished eating was absolutely delicious. So thank you so much for treating us to that. Oh, you're so welcome. It's my favorite meal to cook. So I think let's just start. You know, I heard a story about you uh, when you were fairly young in your career that you you went for a job that maybe you didn't have the right qualifications for, probably weren't even maybe in the, that kind of line of business really, but you went for the job, you got it, and that was kind of the start of your career in, in communications. Can you uh, tell us a bit about that? Yes, I can. Um, it was earlier in my career um, in that uh, it was my very first job after I graduated Queen's <laughs> University. So uh, I guess at that stage, none of us are qualified to do anything. But um, I, I saw this job. Um, it was to be the director of publicity and promotions for a broadcasting company that had a couple of TV stations and a couple of radio stations locally. 
and uh, I just thought it sounded interesting. It's it um, it sounded fun. Um, it combined um, lots of different things that I like to do in terms of getting out into the community, and um, it had some elements of communications to it, and so I just decided to apply because what's the worst that could happen? Um, so I applied and, uh, I probably spent most of the time asking them questions about the job and about what it entailed, um, sharing with them just things that I was interested in. I didn't have a lot of experience. Um, I mean, I, I worked when I was in school at different things to, to put myself through school, but, um, I hadn't sort of started my career yet. So, um, I probably focused on more about my personal qualities that I thought would be a really good job, uh, fit for the job. And I ended up getting the job. So that sort of, uh, launched my career, even though in the end I've ended up doing something quite different. Um, it was a fun experience. You know, I'd like to, I'd like to pick up on you on what you said that, uh, what's the worst that can happen. And what I find interesting about that is, you know, there's, so much data that says when a, a woman particularly is looking at a job application, if she doesn't check off pretty much 100% of the requirements that they're looking for, which are sometimes way more in a job description than would ever be needed, they don't apply or they don't put their hand up. Whereas traditionally men, if they see they have, you know, 60%, they're like, nah, I can do this job. I'm going to go for it. So in your opinion of someone that clearly takes more along that path, how do you think we empower women and young girls to take risks, to stand up, to try something, even though they might not be 100% ready? It's interesting that you say that, and I've heard similar stories. Um, and I think before I answer the question, I'll say for me, if I'm um, looking at an opportunity um, it's more about looking at the requirements of that opportunity through the lens of what am I going to learn from, from this? Um, and, and what about the requirements of that job are a good fit, not just with my strengths, because I feel that has to be a given in, in, in any sort of career change that you're going to make, but, but how does it fit with, uh, my passions and, and what I want to be doing in my career and where I'm going. And so for me, it's really about looking at opportunities through the lens of, of learning. And is this taking me where I want to go in my life? So to answer your question more directly about empowering women to seize opportunities and do things that may be a stretch for them is I think what you're saying is, is to, I think as long as you have a sense of where it is that you're going in your life and what you want um, your career to ultimately be and that doesn't mean you have to have it all mapped out but to have a general sense of what's a good fit for you and and to look at opportunities through that kind of lens because it's I think in my experience um, going for different opportunities is much less about whether or not you check all the boxes of requirements and much more about whether this is a fit for you because if it's a good fit for you um, you're going to, you're going to bring what the organization is, is looking for ultimately. And sometimes organizations aren't able to fully articulate those things in a, in a simple job description. And so I would say, you know, just go for it. Think about whether this is what you want and it's, and it's where you want to go. And, and the rest will really take care of itself. You just have to be prepared to step up and, and try for the opportunity. 
Excellent. And I think, um, so you've kind of taken that throughout your career. And I know that one of the things that you did is you actually ran your own small business. Um, I'd love to talk that to, about that for a little bit. You know, what it's like to be a small business owner, some of the challenges you faced, but also the re- rewards of, of being your own boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after I had my first job, um, I actually moved out west and I... Um, I started working with a uh, strategy and communications public affairs consulting firm. And I worked there for um, about five years. And I love that is actually where I found my passion. Um, because in in that role, um, and I was an account manager with that company, in that role, I got to consult with all different types of businesses, organizations, um, not for profit, more mission based type of organizations, as well as, you know, Fortune 500 companies and financial services and you name it. So I liked the variety of that. And again, it really spoke to what I think is a theme in my career. It was something that I was constantly learning from because every assignment was always a new industry. Um, Of course, always a new team that I would be working with. Um, and a different set of goals and challenges that they were trying to achieve. And so um, when um, an opportunity came up um, to open another branch of that consulting firm out east, because they had offices all across Western Canada and nothing out east, um, there again, I put my hand up for that. Um, Again, it was not something that I'd ever done starting my own business. I mean, it wasn't my own, my own business, but I was be, I would be running this branch of this company. I put my hand up for that. Um, and it fit with my lifestyle and where I wanted to go. Cause I always wanted to come back East cause that's my home and my family's here and you're here. <laughs> um, and so, um, that's what I did. And that's how I ended up starting my own businesses coming out here and starting up that, um, that uh, consulting practice. And I did that for 10 years. And so uh, what I learned from that is, you know, definitely how to build a business um, and, you know, how to uh, just sort of embed myself in the community and the the different um, pieces of the uh, business um, community locally that I wanted to be a part of. Um, I naturally, that was a great fit for me because I got to sort of look for the type of companies that I wanted to be working with, um, and sort of build my business around things that I really believed in and that I really loved. And so that was a really, really great opportunity for me. And it's actually how I ended up getting my current job, um, because I, um, consulted with what was then called Kingston General Hospital on a um, big strategic planning exercise that they were doing, gosh, about almost 10 years ago now. Um, And I just, I fell in love with healthcare and I fell in love with that environment. Um, And of course there were no shortage of, of projects and strategic things that they were trying to get done. And so um, that just became a good fit for me. And that's how I got into um, the job that I am currently doing right now as Director of Strategy and Communications at what is now Kingston Health Sciences Centre. So talk to me a little bit about that. So now you're, uh, you're leading a team. Um, so you've come through your career and now as you, as you become more of an executive and more of a leader within your role, tell us a bit what that looks like and how that's different from previous roles and, and how you see being an authentic leader. 
Um, it's very different um, leading a team than than any of my previous roles where I was, you know, in the past thinking more about, you know, the type of work that I needed to be doing. Um, and you're always thinking about, you know, the projects that you're working on and the work that has to get done and the things that you're trying to bring to life. Um, whereas with leading a team, you're much more focused on the people and developing people um, and helping them to do hopefully what, you know, for me, what I've done in my career, which is really for me, again, it's that constant learning and growth. And if for me, the most important piece of the leadership role that I play is to help people sort of connect with what that looks like for them and helping them to understand um, and get connected to what it is that they want with their careers um, and where they want to end up in in life and in their jobs. Um, And that is really, really rewarding work. Um, It's hard work. Um, I always say that, you know, ultimately, even though our our business is, is quite complicated, um, in our department, in many ways, the the work we do is 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 simple. It's the people pieces that are a little bit more complicated, um, especially in a large organization because we have you know over th- five thousand people that work at Kingston Health Sciences Center, and our team in strategy and communications has to work with all of them um, eventually in different ways, shapes, and forms, and we certainly on the communications side of our business need to be speaking to all of those people directly um, for the purposes of helping them to navigate big changes. You know, healthcare is always, it's a very, very dynamic industry. Um, And it's, you know, the healthcare system um, is really transforming um, on a pretty profound scale because there's, as we all know, lots Lots that's great about the healthcare system in Ontario, but also lots that is broken from a system perspective. Um, and so there's lots of changes happening, which are very exciting from a big picture point of view, um, because I think we're going to have a much better, stronger healthcare system that works for patients and families in the future. Um, but getting from here to there, um, is, is complicated and it's complicated for people because it's a lot of change for them. And so part of what our team does is, is help people um, understand, you know, why we need to be making changes um, and how they can sort of contribute to that brighter future that we're all going for. And so leading a team through that, to go back to your question, is, is really, really exciting. Um, and it's my favorite part of my job. If I can have any role in helping um, another person reach their goals um, and be doing what they love, um, that is the job from my perspective. So that's a lot like mentorship. Mm-hmm. So maybe we could talk for a minute about mentorship and to you what, what that means, uh, you know, maybe is in terms of mentors that you've had along your way, but also now being in a position to mentor others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mentorship is is critical. No one gets no one gets to where they want to go in their career by themselves. That's just not the way the world works. Um particularly not in organizations. We all need each other and we need to be supporting each other. Um, I've had great mentors in my career. I actually feel really blessed. I've had um, some amazing 
um, individuals who have helped me to be exposed to um, the types of challenges that I needed to learn and grow. And I had that very early in my career. Um, I had that, you know, in the firm that I worked with at West. Um, I had a wonderful woman that um, I used to work for who was a great sort of champion of me and everyone that that worked for her. And I had that when I came to Kingston as well. Um, And I needed mentorship when I, especially when I went from running my own uh, consulting practice to working in an organization. Um, It was really helpful for me to have a mentor um, to sort of help me navigate working in a large complex organization um, and, and find my way and where I ultimately wanted to be within that, um, within the hospital and the healthcare system. So that's still a journey for me, but, um, certainly it has been, um, instrumental to have those people that, um, have supported me along the way, thrown me big challenges, knowing that I could live up to them. And I've certainly always tried to do my best to, to do that. Um, but you know, the, the previous uh, CEO of, uh, of KGH is a great example of, of someone who, you know, brought me in on a big, large scale, you know, turnaround strategy that she was leading in the organization and just getting to see all the different parts of that and getting to see, um, and learn about, her approach to leading a, a huge organizational transformation and, and being able to take part in that was, um, you know, very educational. And um, I really, really appreciated that. It's it's part of the reason that I'm able to, to lead the types of things um, and the types of teams that I do today is just having that um, support to do that um, with someone before sort of jumping out and, and doing that on my own. So I try to do that for others. I try, you know, I think mentorship is so important. I'm very conscious of um, of kind of trying to see when I can do that um, for someone. Um, and it's a it's an interesting thing, mentorship, too, because you, you know, you have to have permission to do that from someone. Uh, it's not something you can just do. And it's interesting, the, the process of being in an organization and, you know, people just sort of find their way to you or you find your way to mm-hmm. them. And it's, it's, it's a very organic thing that happens. And then I think some of the people that I mentor in my organization right now, they're not all on my team that I formally lead. Um, they, some of them are in very different parts of the organization. Um, but um Again, we've we've sort of found our way to each other and it's become this um, process again of of just kind of helping someone work through, you know, where it is that they're going and and helping to to help them see opportunities and seize opportunities for themselves. And and that's very rewarding. So, you know, I'm I'm down to kind of one final question and it, it kind of stays to the same theme of mentorship. But really, it's it's now if uh, if you could have brunch. And I'll use brunch because we just had a delicious one. It's awesome. <laughs> if you could go back and have brunch with a 19, 20-year-old version of yourself, what would that conversation look like and, and what kind of advice would you be giving? Mm, that's a good question. Sometimes I wish I could go back to my 19-year-old self and give her a little bit of advice because uh, my 19-year-old self was um, thought she had to have it all figured out. 
and could sometimes get really stressed out about what the future was going to bring and how to um, build a career. And and so I I would go back and say, you know, don't worry so much. Just focus on um, what you love. Focus on really knowing what it is for for you that um, is 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 going to be a great future. Um, almost like having your own sort of personal vision. And, and that's not easy uh, because there's lots of things that we can all do in life. Um, and so it's not easy to, to pick something or commit to a certain career. But I don't actually think it's about that. It's just about envisioning the kind of life that you want to have, um, the kind of people that you want to be surrounded by, the type of work that you want to be doing. And if you can get really clear on those types of things, like what does your perfect day look like in your perfect life, you know, the kind of opportunities that are going to get you there, um, if you're clear on that will present themselves to you and you just need to be able to to sort of reach out and grab them and be prepared to act and recognize um, what is going to be a good fit um, because there's opportunities everywhere. There's no shortage of opportunities. Um, it's a dynamic and changing world that we live in. So there's always, you know, neat things to do out there um, and you just got to be prepared to seize them. Teresa, thank you. Thank you so much for, again, for having us into your house and for chatting with us today. It was it was really awesome. And uh, we're so excited to have you for an episode of Run It Like a Girl. I'm so excited. And I'm glad that we got, finally got to do it. Your audience would probably not realize that first we had a, a, a <laughs> session booked and there was a flat tire on the 401. Um, and goodness knows what happened from there. But here we are. And it was great speaking with you. Run It Like a Girl is hosted by Bonnie Moak. Brian Long is the producer. Web design and technical assistance provided by Dan Moak. And music courtesy of the talented Brooklyn Gillichuk. On the next episode of Run It Like a Girl, Bonnie Cairns has seen the best and the worst of humanity. As a nurse with the Canadian Red Cross, she's been called to the scene of natural and man-made disasters around the world. Next week, Bonnie tells us some of the scariest, funniest, and most powerful moments she's experienced while on assignment. Bonnie Cairns, on the next episode of Run It Like a Girl.